Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. This is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, episode 20 here. Grateful to you for tuning in. If you've got uh, friends or family nearby, tell them about this new show. Uh, I think I think we're doing good work here. I'm proud of the research done by the producer staff. Producer Amy's leading a strong team, uh, and uh, and we do a lot of good work that we're proud of. So hopefully you agree, uh, and that keeps you coming back each day uh, to this program, Live Mike. So listen, we, in the last segment, were talking about some comments made at the Eagle Forum 2020 convention. Spencer Cox, uh, he said, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase here, that we someday in the future will look back on the practice practice of abortion with the same uh, measure of disdain and disgust as we look back on our nation's practice of slavery. There were a number of folks who took offense uh, at that, including some Democrats in the state legislature. On the phone now joins us uh, joins us uh, one of those representatives, Representative Angela Romero, who we spoke to last week on some legislation that she had. So, uh, Representative Romero, I'm grateful to you for calling us back. And uh, let me just ask you, how do you respond or how do you react to those comments you heard over the weekend? I was disappointed in the lieutenant governor's um, comparing slavery to abortion. I, um, The lieutenant governor can believe what he wants to believe when it comes to abortion. I'm not challenging that. But comparing slavery to abortion is very problematic for me, especially when you look at the history of slavery and especially you look at the history of black women who were raped um, by their masters. And as LG pointed out, he um, is okay with abortion when it comes to rape in certain situations. And so to compare the two is really problematic for me. To go into more why I, I see it as a comparison uh, of two issues about which the lieutenant governor feels very strongly. And so if, if he feels that strongly, uh, talk more about why you feel the, the comparison uh, or the association rather is inappropriate. Well, it's inappropriate because if you look at the history of slavery, that wasn't a choice. Um, people were slaves because of the color of their skin. People were murdered because they didn't follow their master's rules. Women were raped. Families were torn apart. Again, the lieutenant governor can believe what he wants to when it comes to abortion, but to compare the two and say that in in the future we'll look at it the same, I think is a, a bad analogy to use, especially when you look at Slaves that were women who were raped, who were separated from their children, just doesn't 
pass a smell test for me. What if his belief is that those uh, those children being aborted were uh, living beings with uh, rights of their own? And he has that that right to feel that way. I'm not arguing his stance on abortion. I wouldn't I that if the, if that were the case, wouldn't it put it on par with uh, with the comparison he made? No, not for me. So, so even and, and, if even and, if the assertion is is accurate, even if and, and this isn't a, an abortion debate per se, uh, but you, you're saying that even if uh, you know the science someday proved that these were you know kind of intelligences with the ability to to feel pain and such, uh, even if that were the case, that the comparison or at least the association between these two issues is still uh, inappropriate. I'm not debating um, abortion and where people stand on abortion, right. and I think that's where your focus. I'm talking about slavery and the historical trauma of entire race because of the color of their skin. Right. I'm and talking about the debate technique no, here. There, yes, but I'm just saying there was no choice there. Currently, right now, in the United States of America, a, a woman has the choice to get an abortion. So those are totally two different issues, two different policy issues, and to, to compare... Um, people who were um, taken away from their communities, forced to serve a master. And at times, women were raped. Women were torn away from their families to compare it to somebody who made a choice that's constitutionally protected currently. is It just doesn't add up for me. All right. Uh, well, uh, Representative Romero, I'm grateful to you for your time. I'm grateful to you for joining us here on the program. Uh, thank you for your perspective and your point of view. Thank you. Bye. Our guest there was Representative Angela Romero. She, along with a handful of other Democrats representing various regions here of the state of Utah, both in the House and the Senate, uh, spoke out against some of the comments made by Utah's lieutenant governor at uh, the Eagle Forum convention over the weekend. It was on Saturday, ran throughout the day over in Sandy. Uh, and I point out earlier, it was uh, catered by Olive Garden, so bottomless breadsticks. The comments he made uh, had to do with the way history will look back on the practice of abortion. He asserted that in that future day, uh, our descendants will look back on abortion uh, and the willingness for our nation to legalize it and allow for it uh, with the same level of disdain and disgust uh, with which we look back now on the practice of slavery. I Again, as I as I said with uh, Representative Romero, I don't view this as a, a debate, uh, uh, an abortion debate. It's not that. I view this as uh, he used a, a debate tactic. Uh, he used a, a way to put into our minds a, a, an understanding of the severe nature with which he views an issue. Representative Romero pointed out all of the realities of slavery, that terrible, deplorable, awful, awful practice which took place for uh, far, far too long. For one moment, uh, it was too long. She explained that very well to us. And uh, we are all on the same page, I believe. If you're not, uh, th then you've got bigger problems. Uh, there are no merits to slavery. Every aspect of it is deplorable and terrible and evil and vile and wrong and is a stain on our history. He used that to communicate the severe nature with which he views the practice of abortion. 
I don't want to speak for the lieutenant governor, but I would venture to guess that he would characterize those uh, aborted fetuses as folks uh, without the ability to choose for themselves. Uh, and so maybe we someday with a, a more uh, profound understanding of the nature of uh, of the in vitro fetus will have a, a better understanding and maybe his comparison will prove accurate. Uh, it's an interesting issue, an interesting comparison. Uh, I thought uh, it was it was fascinating that uh, so many spoke out uh, so quickly. And I will point out that via text five seven five zero zero, that's our Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, the, the the comments I'm getting are unanimous uh, that the comparison is appropriate. And in fact, one uh, texter said that the comparison doesn't go far enough. There are much. Uh, there are some terrible, terrible uh, instances in human history that uh, would be fair comparisons to the practice of abortion. Um, the the texters here seem to be uh, taking the side of Lieutenant Governor. Uh, listen, let's. That's that. That's that topic. If you want to weigh in further on this issue, five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear what you have to say on that. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What? What was that? Uh, traffic uh, reporter Ricky Meese just shouted in from the hallway. Says she's she's like to, she'd like to announce that she's not running for governor. Uh, fascinating. Very good. Of course, uh, reference to an earlier announcement by Utah Representative Rob Bishop. My mom. Uh, hold on a second. My mom just texted. What does she have to say? Mom, Lee, I love you. You're doing a great job. Could I, for just a moment, make this announcement on your airwaves? I am not running for Utah governor. Okay, uh, so you've heard now from uh, Debbie Dejanovic, uh, Ricky Meese, my mother, uh, and Rob Bishop, all not running for uh, governor of this great state. We're going to keep a running list of that here on the program. Uh, we'll ask uh, Amy. She's been on the fence whether or not she was going to run. So later in the program, uh, we'll hear from producer Amy C. Uh, what her plans are here, if she feels <laughs> she's best suited to run the state of Utah. She's unsure. She's She's got some polling data to come back. She's going to comb through it. And later on in the program, we'll hear from Amy whether or not she's going to be running for governor also later on in the program we are going to talk about a piece of history uh which in my estimation has been uh, forgotten and underreported and it has to do with the housing with the housing of uh access pow's here in the united states and specifically here in the state of utah that's later on in the program we're going to get to that after uh, a brief look at what's going on in the utah tax reform referendum efforts right now there are some more organizations speaking out in particular the PTA. They have some issues uh, still with the education funding. So we're going to hear from the PTA, and then later on we're going to hear from the other side of that argument, and that's all going to play out here on this program. Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.